welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Happy Saturday, everyone, and I hope you had a really good week in this week's amazingly good weather that we've had in the UK. It's been absolutely lovely and I've been on a five-day leadership program this week which has been one of those immersive programs where you where you, you're off-site for the whole week and we were in Horsley which is a, um, a village in Surrey and the grounds were just beautiful. They've got um, a, a mansion house there um, it's called Horsley Towers and the building was just stunning. The designer of the the, um, the design of the building was done by the same architect who designed the Houses of Parliament. So it's not that old a building, but it's just a absolutely beautiful place. And as we were, and we were very really fortunate to be taken around on a brief tour. And I learned a couple of really fascinating things. One that Ada Lovelace used to love used to live there, and I didn't. I, I knew I'd heard the name Ada Lovelace previously, so a quick Google helped me to know that she was one of the uh, foremost thinkers in mathematics and helped write the first algorithm that could be used by a machine. So that was quite fascinating for me. And then um, after she had lived there, sometime later, Tom Sopwith had lived there. And again, I wasn't, I knew I'd heard the name, I wasn't sure of who that was. And he's an aviation pioneer. And I remembered that I knew the name because um, I, I visited a, uh, with, with a school trip with the kids last year, we visited a, a national airplane museum. And uh, some, of, uh, some of the planes that he had flown were there on exhibit. So quite a quite an extraordinary setting for where we were and the weather was just gorgeous all week. And it's really nice to see that it's carried on into the weekend as well. So I'm hoping that you've had a good a good week, um, that the weather's treated you kindly and that you've been able to enjoy this good uh, this good weather that we we're having now. And in the, in today's episode of uh, of the Three Good Podcast, I want to talk about achievements. So, on the last podcast, I talked about how we how positive psychology and the area and the research into this doesn't really focus on happiness because it's not some because it because of its transient nature, and it's not something which is permanent that can be replicated or studied over and again. The moments of happiness are often in uh, not infrequent, but they're they're hard to just kind of make happen. And so that's why the research tends to focus around well-being, resilience, and uh, there are quite a few different ways to think about the subject area. And Martin Seligman talked about well-being and resilience and used the PERMA model, which is what I spoke about in the last podcast. And I want to pick up on the achievements thing. Uh, because although I spoke about it in that previous episode, I, I want to focus on it a bit more, and I really want to explore how we think about achievements and how we how we frame the conversation, the language we use, and kind of the expectations that we put on achievements as well. 
So I guess one of the starting places for thinking about achievements is is thinking about how how do we how do we what are the expectations we put when we want people to achieve things? And you know, if you think about your kind of young life in the UK, certainly we have a focus on achieving certain sets of results. And the same is true in pretty much most edu- most countries where there's a, a solid education system. And that you have to work your way through the school years, achieve certain grades, achieve certain results. And when you do that, there's a, there, there's a, um, there's a premium placed on the higher grades. And when you start to think about sports and how we look at sports, again, we start to understand that as you are as you start to play sports more competitively it is the winning that takes that counts as much as the playing obviously does as well but the winning you know when we win trophies and awards they matter as you as you start to progress through life you start to understand that you need certain kind of certifications you need certain accreditations in the workplace to prove your credibility, to prove that you have a certain level of knowledge or insight. And whichever path you choose in life in terms of a career, that those badges help you to either earn more of a salary or gain higher, more um, more senior positions in an organisation, uh, or to establish yourself amongst a peer group as somebody who knows what they're talking about. And then, you know, in other ways, we st- we also think about certain milestones in life as well. You know, we have to achieve certain things. Like marriage is meant uh, is often claimed to be what all people are seeking to be with a loved one, to enter into a long life partnership with them, to own a car is something that many people say is an achievement in life because you're you're in a stable financial position to be able to either buy the car outright or um or pay re- you know regular payments towards that so that you can own it similarly buying a house you know aside from the fact that there is a shortage of housing when people do and are able to put down a deposit for a house take a mortgage and start to have that as part of their um as part of their adulthood um it's in, in in most cases it is in adulthood that that also tends to be a much sought after achievement in life a key milestone in um, and, and then when we think about other aspects of life having children is seen to be a, another milestone as well that uh, and and you know it's it, there's there's often a perception that without children you're not going to be happy in life you're not going to be achieving things in life a lot of that is quite fascinating when you start to really consider why do we place those things as the as the things to focus on why are they the things that mean that we've achieved things and what's the premium that we place on those kind of outcomes that that many in society think that they're not achieving something, they're not being successful if they don't have those kind of things. And it, it's fascinating to me because 
because what it starts to do is it starts to chip away at the regular things that we do that help us to be successful, that help us to live a daily life. And we, we place a high premium on those kind of outcomes because we recognize that when we when we have those things, it does bring a certain level of achievement, sense of having done something in life. I've, I've reached a certain point in my life, therefore I must be progressing in life. And I can, I, I'm really um, also mindful that I'm talking about this also from a, a strong position of privilege. Yeah, in my life, I've been very privileged to have gone to school. I, uh, I completed my exams. I wasn't a very academic person, by the way. Um, so just, you know, openly sharing that my, my academic grades were never above kind of a C grade average. There's only a couple of subjects in which I was able to get anything more than a um, a B, but I never really got the A grades. I was never that clever a person academically to be able to achieve those. But then as I was fortunate to be able to have some good grades, I went through, attended university, completed an undergrad degree, decided I need to go on to do a master's degree. Uh... At some point later, um, got married, had children, bought a house, bought a car. And I'm really aware that having had those things, I'm quite, in, I'm in a position of, uh, of a certain type of position in society where people would look at all of those things. And I do, I recognize that I do. And I can look back and be quite proud that those things have happened for me and that I've been able to do those things. And for many in society, those, those things are not available. They're not accessible in the same ways. And that's not just about class. That's not just about the type of person out there who can't achieve those things. That's about me recognising that the way that we place premiums on such a variety of things in life, it is really skewed. It's skewed towards those types of um, those types of things that we think that we need in life in order to say that we have achieved and that we've been successful. And I think that's the thing, right? Is when we talk about achievements, it's because we're trying to talk about achievements in the sense of success. You know, I think the two are intrinsically linked. Success means that we have achieved certain points in our life. Success in a career may mean that you have um, achieved a senior leadership position, that you have hit a certain type of salary point, that you are able to earn a certain level of income, that you have influence and power over others, You know that you may own a business and that it's really grown and it's doing well, it's doing successfully. And so we we tend to see success in terms of financial matters. We tend to see it in terms of those career parts of what it means to be a successful person. And I'm just really mindful that that's, you know, over the years, plenty of people have recognised that, that that narrative is not 
the complete picture. That narrative of success, that narrative of achievements is only really framed in a certain type of way. What I'm also mindful of is that there's a language to achievements as well. You know, we talk about things like uh, I'm working towards gaining my uh, my master's degree. I'm working towards gaining my uh, this qualification that I'm after. And when we talk about it in those terms, we talk about it in terms of there's a certain point at which I will have achieved the thing I need to. And once I have acquired that, once I have got that, then I've hit a pinnacle, I've hit a peak, or I've hit a certain milestone. And that's that. And, and we should definitely applaud that. You know, lots of people put a lot of effort into making sure that they do achieve those things. So I'm not critiquing that, I'm not suggesting we shouldn't try and get those things. What I'm more mindful of is that we tend not to describe regular things as being achievements as well. And you know, if I think about this in terms of the work environment, there are regular daily things that happen that we just don't pay attention to in the same way that we do um, the big moments of certain times of the year. So we don't tend to praise and we don't tend to appreciate our colleagues in a regular fashion. You know, it's not something that we pay uh, pay attention to where we start to let people know that, that if they've helped us to do something on a day-to-day basis, that we really value that. That when we come in, that somebody always greets us with a cheer and a smile. That that helps us to feel good. That when you're sitting with your colleagues and you're around and you're having a laugh and you're really enjoying the environment and the atmosphere you have with them, that you appreciate them for allowing that cult- that culture and that environment to be present. Those those kinds of moments are about as much about appreciation as they are about helping people know that we're achieving things because they've helped me to be more productive in that environment. You know, there's also things such as getting normal, regular uh, business requirements and hitting those things, right? So, for example, if you're in a call center environment and you've hit your target for the day, that's an achievement that we should be celebrating. If you are in, uh, if you're in the host, if you're in, if you're in the NHS or uh, you know in the um, or other kind of care work, that you've helped people to be well that day, to take care of their need, their medical needs, to allow them to recover at the end of the shift. We've done some amazing things there. So how do we help people know that that, that they've achieved a certain new set of um, uh, a new set of outcomes that help that person or help uh, yeah help the person to be well and to be able to recover you know um, in other aspects you know when you're when you think about your children and they uh, yeah at present I've got my, my children are a bit younger so when they come and show me how they've created something um, with using their putty, for example, 
or they've built something different using their Lego, you know, they have a certain level of pride in that. And so they're coming along to let me know so that I can join in that with them and let them know that what they've done is a good thing. And so, you know, I think there's, there's more around how we help ourselves think about achievements, think about success, because what we also know is that success doesn't come just like that. It doesn't come by an easy step. It comes from lots and lots of practice. It comes from paying attention to the thing we want to be really good at, doing lots of things along the way that help you to get better at that, that allow you to get to an end point of success. So I think if I think about that in terms of when you're studying for your undergrad degree, most undergrad degrees tend to be about three, maybe four years long. And along the way, you have to hit certain milestones. You have to complete certain exams. You have to complete certain assignments. And each of those add up to a final figure, a final report of what your class of degree is likely to be. So it's, it's very rare that you end up at a final point where that final piece is, the out, is a complete outcome. It's a number of steps along the way. And so it's quite important, I think, that we, we acknowledge that it's the steps along the way are just as important as getting to that final place, that final milestone. There's plenty of people in my Twitter feed who are talking about trying to achieve more with running and using either the couch to 5k approach or joining a group like Park Run. And what I love about that is that it's about small steps. It's about small incremental steps that help you to get from position A to position B. And you're doing it in a way which is sustainable, which helps you to improve and progress. And each point is an achievement that we should definitely be celebrating and we should definitely be paying more attention to, I think. Because it can be quite easy to lay out a goal to say, well, I'm going to run 5K and I'm going to do it in two months' time. And every time that you go out to run, it that you're not having a, a proper sense of, well, I've now run, today I've ran 500 metres and I was able to do it without feeling breathless. In two weeks' time, I was able to run 1K and I'm feeling really good about that. In four weeks' time, I've been able to run 2K and I'm really starting to feel confident about my stride, my technique, my body starting to feel better. How do we help ourselves have those conversations? Because it can be really easy to turn around and have either somebody come back to us and talk to us or our own narrative that we have where we start to have thoughts around Well, I only did 1K today. I've still got another four to do. I'm not doing well enough. It may be four weeks later and I might have just done 2K, but I'm not feeling great about things and I've still got another 3K to do. That narrative can be quite damaging because although we may be actually making good progress and making good achievements, we're not fully allowing ourselves to recognize it as successful 
because we've had it drummed into us that the success part can only be once you've hit that 5k milestone. That 5k milestone is successful once you get there. Just as important is everything you do along the way to help you to achieve that. I'm going to build on that analogy some more and talk about, and, and you know, we can also think about as you're doing that kind of activity, you can also start to consider that you might need to adapt your nutrition to help you to run well, to recover well. That you may also need to adjust your working pattern or your root, home routine so that you have better time to focus on the running. As we do that and as we start to craft how how our um, life might need to support the outcome we're looking for, we tend not to look at that, those things as achievements as well. Because it's about recognising that I'm, whatever I'm trying to do right now is not optimal. There's not an optimal route where I, where I can achieve the things I want to in a way which is healthy for me, helps me to progress and helps me to do better. So it's this piece, it's all of this, I think, around achievements and success, where it can be a really challenging thing for us to consider much better and much more purposefully. And there's, again, coming back to the language of achievements and how we talk about it and the narratives that we choose to tell ourselves, we also need to be mindful about which narratives we want to listen to. You know, if you uh, if you only have people around you, or if your your social media feed is only of a certain type of um, person who's telling you to go out there and um, and they're 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 sharing stories about how they've achieved all of these different wonderful things, what they're also not sharing is their stories of how they got there, and those stories are absolutely key because they contain insights about the other many things they've had to do to make sure that they can get to that success that they've been talking about. And that can be quite a damaging thing about social media in particular, is that we only see the outcomes, we only see the end point of what someone has done. We tend not to see the journey along the way. And that's mostly because we don't really know how to share those journeys along the way. We don't really know how to talk about what I've done in order to get to that end point in a structured fashion where we help everyone to see and be with us on that journey. There's some people for sure who do do that. But in the main, we tend to only hear about the awards that somebody has won or the, or the end um, um, qualification that somebody has achieved. What we're missing is the reflections and the insights and the acknowledgement of the graft and the effort you have to put into those things in order to get to the achievements. You know, when we, or, I, I also think about this in term, in, in a business context, when we hear about successful individuals, many of them didn't set out to be these, these wild and brilliant entrepreneurs. Many of them set out to just do the next thing they needed to in order to gain an income. 
build a business, move from one step to the next. Over the last week, one of the people that we were discussing was Sir Richard Branson and how he's achieved some really impressive things in in terms of business success. But if you dial the clock back 30 years ago, or whenever it was he started um, Virgin Records, and prior to that, the I think it was a magazine. Yeah, at that point, I don't I don't think he would have set out to have such a such a business empire in the way that he has done today. He was more than likely trying to set up a business because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to establish himself as a business owner, as somebody who could support people coming through records, their music careers and what have you. And what we don't hear about in that whole phase is what were his failures? You know, who were the record deals that he signed that just didn't work? Yeah, who were the business, uh, uh, his, his other uh, recruitment practices where he hired people who weren't the right people for him to hire? How many times did he have to choose about where he was going to place his business uh, in terms of an office in order to make sure he was in the right place? How many deals fell through because at the last moment the artist decided to go with somebody else? We don't hear about those things. We only tend to hear about the successful signings and the successful ways that he helped build his business into what it is today. So I wonder what this, I wonder how this is helpful. I wonder how this helps us to think about achievements and what we, what we, how we talk about them. You know, when I talked earlier about the premium of certain outcomes in life. There's plenty of other things that are happening in life that we can and should be definitely celebrating. You know, for example, if you have somebody who is struggling with being social and getting out there and being with others... An important step in their uh, their progress is how they recognize achievements in the small steps that can help them to improve what they're doing. If in one week their goal is to be able to go from their house to the shop and buy a uh, and just buy a drink and then come back home, that's a successful outcome. How do we talk about that kind of thing? You know, if that same person is then able to, the following week, set out a goal to go for a walk around the park for 10 minutes and come back home, that again, that's a successful outcome. If they're able to do that, if they've had the support to be able to get there and achieve that. But how do we talk about that? How do we help that person to know that that is the right kind of thing that they should be focusing on? You know, often when we talk about, um, in the business world, when we talk about people needing coaching, and we place a real focus and attention around what goals people want to achieve. 
you know, what, what's the outcome they're looking for. And we set out some clear things that they can, that they, that they can get to. One of the things that we often, uh, you know, coaches will often help others to think about is that the goal itself may be admirable, but what are the things along the way you need to do to get there? And so I think that I think that's probably a good place to just kind of wrap things up for today's episode. It's a fascinating one, and I think what I'm what the call is here, what the ask is, is that when we hear people talk about achievements, when we hear them talk about successes, let's help people to also think about the regular things they're doing that are achievements as well, that are success. But we're just not framing it in that way because we haven't really established that we can. And either if that's you yourself and how you choose to think about achievements or how you hear other people talking about them. And I'm not saying we have to call people out and say, oh, well, you're not really considering your achievements well enough. And here's how you can consider your achievements better. It's not about that. It's about how we genuinely have conversations with people to help them feel appreciated to help them feel valued for the efforts they're making along the way because those efforts are just as important as the outcome itself so i hope that's been a helpful and useful episode folks and um, i'm gonna head off now to the uh, our children have a school fair this weekend and so i'm gonna go off and enjoy that for a little bit i hope you have a good weekend whatever you're doing Take care, folks.